here for all Bros can suck my balls Fuck your reply guys Please don't fuck your reply guys Just listen to reply guys Welcome back to Reply Guys, the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us. I'm Julia Clare, and we have a very special treat uh, today. Um, Luckily for the movement, uh, my co-host Kate is currently in Massachusetts um, doing some canvassing for, for Senator Bernard. And luckily for me, I've brought on a special guest co-host today. For another installment, as promised, of our Drag His Ass series. He's a former Drag His Ass Ooh. guest himself. One of my best friends, comedian Rohan Padje. I'm ready to drag Mike Bloomberg, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Thank you right. so much for having me, Julia. Thank uh, you for being here. Uh, as Rohan said, our Drag His Ass target today is none other than former New York City mayor. Michael Bloomberg. Uh, Short King. (laughs) Michael Bloomberg. Short King. Michael Bloomberg. Uh, No matter who you are, black, white, man, woman, if you support Mike Bloomberg, you are somebody's dad. That (laughs) is my stance on this man. Gender irrespective. Man, woman, Woman. gender fluid, gender queer. Any, any, non-binary, whatever community you identify with, you are a dad if you support Mike <laughs> Bloomberg. He is the most dad candidate in this uh, election, and also uh, he is five seven. Am I correct? He is, and I had so I had a. I, I've talked about this before, but on our live episode, um, on our, our live show, I did a series called "What Is Going On with White Men Who Are Five Foot seven because they all seem to be uh, basically every white man who is five foot seven. What's going on? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Joe uh, Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that Joe Rogan. Mike is Z- Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg oh. and uh, Antonin Scalia. <laughs> that's right. Uh, oh my gosh. Benito Mussolini. Uh, <laughs> is he five seven? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's that. But also, Mike Mike Bloomberg. Um, yeah, so we, Kate and I have talked about how, um, again, uh, obviously we hate, we hate Trump, but everything, every time he calls Mike Bloomberg, mini Mike B, that is so funny. objectively hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg, all, uh, Mike Bloomberg, my, my dad, my dad, I said that because my dad is not only, he is an, in 2016, he was like, I hope Mike Bloomberg runs. Oh no. In 2012, he was like, oh man, you know, if Mike Bloomberg runs as independent, I'm voting for Shut it. Shut up. And then this year... Like this is before everybody like knew about it. I had been just been hearing chirping from him because you know I I'm a big you know a big Bernard 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 head. <laughs> I love I love me some Bernard. Same. And I can't stop talking about it with my family. Right. And I've converted my mom and my mom was uh <laughs> not to air out too much of my family politics. <laughs> my mom was a Bernie supporter in 2016, and then I had to convince her not to vote for Gary Johnson in the general. No! Yeah. I was like, oh my, you can't. What I was a like, turn. I know. And I was like, no. Gary Johnson. And I was like, no, mom. mom. That, she so was she's, just a really. She's, she's the libertarian yeah. side of Bernie's. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. She, she's the, she's the anti. I mean, she is the, uh, 
she's like, I like that he's going to take it to the healthcare industry now. That's like what she said. I think she was just really frustrated that he lost and was just like, I don't want to vote for Hillary. And I was like, well, you should. Okay. I was just like, that's not, I was like, no, no. I was like, Gary Johnson is not the answer. Yeah, he's baby. like, he's a literal opposite of Bernie. I had to explain all that to her. Anyway, so I, so she's on the Bernie train. My brother's uh, wife, my sister-in-law on the Bernie train. My brother. I'm so jealous. On the, on the Bernie train, I'm pretty sure. And my dad is the only holdout who is like Mike Bloomberg. And he is, he is. He just watches MSNBC all day. And that is... That's so crazy. Isn't that crazy? Oh, God, that's so crazy. Yeah. And also, it's just like, I think if, you know, people were so surprised. South Carolina, is that today? That's today. The, yeah, we're recording on Saturday, and the uh, South Carolina primary is today. Mm -hmm. And people were shocked when they saw the polls that showed Mike Bloomberg so high up in the polls in South Carolina. And that is literally only because the median age in South Carolina is quite right. old. Right. And... Mike Bloomberg has spent like half a billion dollars on this campaign, mostly on TV ads. And this is why it's it why while his campaign is sort of is is incredibly distressing, right? And we've you've had these like drag episodes before where you talk about people like Nancy Pelosi and and Chuck Schumer and and Rahm Emanuel, the episode that I was on, mm -hmm. and these guys who are who follow this old democratic model of fundraising where you go to big party you go to big donors you go to wall street you go to the healthcare industry you go to all these big industries and you say give us all of your money mm -hmm. and then you know they're great fundraisers and mike bloomberg is at the top of that yeah. sort of chain where he's like i don't need to raise money from these big people because i am the big person yeah the whim my political mm -hmm. whims my uh my my political philosophy i can impose that on people just with the money that I raise on my own. So really, really, it shouldn't be surprising that the Democratic Party allowed change the rules to let him run. It's, I mean, we're going to talk. Yeah. We're going to talk all about that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. We know. don't want to spoil it yes. because, boy, do we have a lot to fucking talk <laughs> about in this episode. Um, This this also happened with our Rahm Emanuel episode, right. which is that like the more we researched, Ron and I were yeah. talking about this before we started recording, the more we researched, the angrier we got yeah. because there's like. <laughs> So much I didn't even know. Like, you know yeah. that Bloomberg is a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. But basically, you just even kind of dust away the sand a little bit, and it's horrifying. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Mini Mike B. Mini Mike B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, don't need, uh, you don't need a platform to stand on to listen to this <laughs> Yeah. No, that's, that's another thing that Trump's keeps saying. No, no boxes. Yeah, no, no standing boxes. on boxes. Stand on a box to, <laughs> to um, listen to this episode. Also, yeah, I mean, okay. So Mike Bloomberg, one of the the first, first problematic uh, thing about first prob Bloomberg. problematic thing about Mike Bloomberg that we learned, um, as, as everybody knows, because I talk about it all the time. I'm from Massachusetts. I found out that Mike Bloomberg is also from Massachusetts. And yeah, and as a as a Massachusetts, my second home. I'm from New Jersey, but I lived in Boston for five years. My aunt and uncle, my, yeah. they're two of my favorite people. They they I don't claim him. Yeah. No, no. And also he I, he has been in New York mm -hmm. so much longer than he was like for like three times as long as he was ever in. Massachusetts. Oh, absolutely. No. Mike Bloomberg, Massachusetts does not claim you. You mm. Republican it, piece of trash. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mike Bloomberg was born on Valentine's Day. Shut up. Uh, 1942. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's wow. Day. Wow. Um, <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and he is 78 years old. Um, he, uh, I, 
I've, I've said this before that I've only ever met, I think I met the only person who exists uh, who was, says he was undecided in the primary between Bernie Sanders and Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> uh, it's my dad's friend. Uh, I that feel like, crazy. of course, of course, it's my dad's friend. Uh, yes. Who, like, you, that's the that's the demographic. If you are dad or dad adjacent. If you, you're my dad's friend, <laughs> you might be a Michael Bloomberg supporter. Would you? I, I have a list of we I well you don't have to let's let's keep talking about is he grew up in Massachusetts yeah then he went to Johns Hopkins Johns Hopkins where he studied electrical engineering mm-hmm. um now I, I have a my because my dad is a big Mike Bloomberg head I remember him telling me this when I was in college is that Mike Bloomberg had a C average at Johns Hopkins yet yeah. he was still a successful businessman and so my dad always pointed that out it's like oh if you don't don't feel bad about grades sometimes because, you know, Mike Bloomberg didn't get good grades. Oh, and look great. at him. So I love that. I love. Yeah. No, no. Th- the takeaway there is mm-hmm. that the idea that there is any sort of correlation between intelligence and wealth. Yes. Begins and ends with Mike Bloomberg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. He's, I mean, if you hear if you listen to him talk in the debates, he's he's, oh. a, he's a terrible public speaker. Horrible. He. His brain is full of cotton balls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He it's like takes him three seconds to process what he he like going through his rolodex of prepared responses with his campaign team that he paid you know hundreds of million do- of dollars to get, and he's just flipping through that rolodex, being like, okay, they're asking me about stop and frisk. Da 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 da. da. I have done a lot for New York City schools. <laughs> da 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 da. da. Uh, let's talk about my record on gun control. And it's just like, well, uh, your policies and programs like disproportionately uh, hurt minority neighborhoods uh, across, across the board, <laughs> across the board. And uh, you defended it throughout your entire time until there is this New York Times article that was that uh, I'm going to just share a quote from. Mr. Bloomberg has been eager to demonstrate that mayors and other hands on leaders in the party, particularly black elected officials, are willing to embrace his candidacy. His decision last month to apologize for stop and frisk policing in New York was informed by the feedback of these officials. It wasn't informed by the feedback of the people that he was hurting or the city council during the stop and frisk time. It was a bunch of other black mayors being like, hey, you're running for president. Maybe you want to disavow this. Maybe not. Like, I mean, okay. Yeah, we're going to get into his tenure as mayor of New York City. Um, but basically Bloomberg, you know, like many who came before him was a dumb piece of shit and who lucked into a great job in the financial sector. Right. Um, he became a general partner at Solomon Brothers, which is a large Wall Street investment bank in 1973. Mm -hmm. And then basically when Solomon Brothers was bought, uh, Bloomberg got a huge payout in 1981. $10 million. $10 million, which in today's money is probably like... $700 million. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. We, I don't know adjusted for inflation. This is not a math that, podcast, look, okay? we don't do math here. Nope. We're Go back by- to fucking Andrew Yang if you want that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, I saw, oh, that's worth $2,000. <laughs> yeah. Saw, uh, this is an aside, but I saw... A, a little Andrew Yang ad in the subway oh, um, that no. somebody had just placed there. Um, <sighs> and it was Andrew Yang wants to abolish poverty. And it was him in the same pose as Martin Luther King. No, shut And it up. was the two of them like side by side. Mm. And I, it took everything I had not to just like rip it down. I know he's not even in the primary anymore. No, but no. It is, he's a pundit I, now. I'm so 
offended by his campaign. And do you know who he's been very generous with? As a pundit, ever since he was hired, is Michael Bloomberg. Uh. And there is talk that Bloomberg would pick him as a running mate. Wow, really? Yeah. That's, again, that's... He, uh, his, I've, I've got, I mean, I could do a drag his ass about Andrew Yang too, but I <laughs> won't. Well, um, uh, yeah, I mean, his infl- he is, just has so much, he has so much, an untold amount of money that he can uh, put into any sort of political endeavor that he wants for his whole career. And that is like very high level what's fucked up about him. But <laughs> uh, maybe we, let's talk about his time at Bloomberg. <laughs> at okay, so company. basically with the money that he uh, that he acquired from his payout and the money that he had accrued um, at Solomon Brothers, he used that money to start um, his own company that later became uh, Bloomberg LP. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a just mega news corporation. Yes. It has its hands in absolutely everything. It's been around since 1982. Um, and it's the ultimate, like if you, I used to, I had, it used to have a wall street adjacent job. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that they, every single trader, every single person on wall street has a Bloomberg terminal. Yeah. It has, all of the news you could ever want. It has all of the stock data that you could ever want. It has, it ha- it is a basically giant data aggregator. Hmm. Now, Rohan, do we see any <laughs> perhaps conflict of interest with someone who is at the head of a company like that? <laughs> yeah. Running for president. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't, I don't see one right now. But maybe <laughs> we talk for another thirty minutes. I think I might be able to see one. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. It's just. And his uh, and, you know, obviously he spun that off into his media empire, Bloomberg Mm -hmm. Media. And, you know, very famously, when he decided to run, uh, he instructed Bloomberg Media not to really report on his campaign. And um, they stopped doing that almost immediately. And all the reports were positive. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, yeah, Bloomberg LP was uh, founded in 1982. It a lot has been written about the culture that existed at Bloomberg LP. very often, like even mainstream media and news sources have called it like a fraternity like culture. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there have been four high profile lawsuits against the company from women um, about sexual harassment, uh, misconduct, mm-hmm. and one woman who claims that she was raped by a coworker. Yeah. Um, so. That's not cool. <laughs> but- and interestingly, Michael Bloomberg says uh, that. Uh, his comments about the Me Too movement have not been uh, incredibly woke. No, not at all. And uh, his comments uh, to his own employees. I mean, he told uh, the he told this uh, one woman that uh, uh, a female saleswoman. He says all of, uh, oh talking about talking to her uh, about another sales guy who was going to get married. He said uh, to he said to her, uh, all of you girls line up to give him oral sex as a wedding <laughs> present <laughs> and the loss he said when bloomberg saw certain women he said i'd fuck that in a second love that yeah love that uh, for him and he and when he i think when he turned 48 uh yeah his in 1990 in 1990 when i was born <laughs> yeah, yeah i was four years old mike bloomberg 48 uh mike bloomberg turned 48 and uh his his employees compiled um, a pamphlet of his greatest hits called Portable Bloomberg <laughs> The Wit and Wisdom of Michael Bloomberg and they distributed it throughout the company 
And um, basically, it, most of the the quotations in there attributed to him were gross and mm-hmm. about like saying disparaging things about women. And he said that he would love uh, for Jane Fonda to give him oral sex. <laughs> and he didn't even say, I want her to blow me. He said, I want her to give me oral sex. I think when you get to a certain like level <laughs> in a company, you have to be like, oh, I can't. I, you know, I'm not I'm not a trader anymore. I can't, <laughs> I can't say blowjob. I am an executive. If I'm going to harass a woman, I have to harass her as formally as I possibly can. And that is... Mike Bloomberg's, if you read some of these quotes, that's like <laughs> Mike, what it is. Mike Bloomberg using parliamentary procedure yeah. <laughs> to sexually harass yeah, women. Yeah, he's going back to like old Shakespearean language <laughs> to harass these women. Yeah, he's going to. Good yeah. lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. And his, his presidential campaign, the reason that he's running, like he, he is like, look, we, uh, we, we we don't want somebody too far to the left. We need somebody who is like Donald Trump in basically every way, <laughs> but uh, but believes in gun control. Yeah, believes in gun control and climate change. That's it. That's end of, it. End of list. End of list. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and who uh uh you know he's like, look, you think Donald Donald Trump sexually harassed women? I also sexually <laughs> harass women. Okay, Democrats can also and do I that. Did it. Better. Yeah, <laughs> I did it better. I did it for a longer period of time. I'm smarter than Donald Trump. Have you ever seen that uh, Apprentice clip? Uh, it was like circling around Twitter, no. and uh, it's like him and Donald when he's on The Apprentice, and then he they go to a hot dog stand from uh, like wait, Omar- Bloomberg was on yeah, The Bloomberg, Apprentice. Yeah, Bloomberg oh, okay. with him, and it's like they go to a hot dog stand with like Omarosa and a bunch of other people, and then he like. Uh, he's like he like tastes one of the hot dogs, and then he he basically like eventually says like, "Hmm, these taste about as good as you look." Like that kind of shit. Ugh. And he was like being like very very like old man type of like sleazy. Have you seen his big gay ice cream? Yes, thing on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Mm. And him petting a dog where he just like grabbed the dog by the mouth. We're actually gonna insert the the audio of his big gay ice cream yeah. campaign ad because it is. Mm, haunting. <laughs> yeah. Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. <laughs> he is he is somebody who, like, truly he's trying to throw money at being relatable to people. Which is what he's done for his entire career. He, I mean, basically mm-hmm. the whole thing, obviously, is and, and this is very much how Donald Trump came right. up, too. It's like, because I have money, I am right. Right. Exactly. And I, am, uh, and I know how to do things. Um, let's talk a little bit about his time as oh, mayor yeah. of New York City. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people know this, but Mike Bloomberg did 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> he... You heard it here first. Yeah. Folks. Yep. Uh, That's yeah. a Reply Guys exclusive. Yep. He wanted to get Rudy Giuliani out of office. And oh so God. he did 9 11. <laughs> so his uh, first. Okay. So it should be mentioned mm-hmm. that. Three out of four, I believe, of Michael Bloomberg's elections that he has won have been as a Republican. Right. That's right. And um, I don't know if you've heard the the chitter chatter in among some uh, some of the uh, the more centrist 
members of of the Democratic Party, but they're always like, Bernie is not a Democrat. It's like, bitch, Mike My, Bloomberg is not a Democrat. Mike Bloomberg is not a Democrat. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg is a Republican. He's like a yeah. de- he's a Democrat in name only. Truly, yeah. He just like Rob, just like truly, like just like Rob Emanuel. Emanuel, just yeah. like he is a guy who has a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, but is disgusted, quote unquote. By the rhetoric. The rhetoric. The That's rhetoric always what the, it is. Right. And it's so useless. It's mm-hmm. like those people are so like, I mean. <sighs> he made that. He Did you ever see that 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 uh, billboard that he made? I think it's in Arizona or it's in California somewhere. And it's just a billboard that he spent. And it just says, Donald Trump uh, likes his steak burnt. Oh, yeah. Like that. And it was just like. Well done. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like who fucking who cares? cares? Like, it's like, like the tagline of Bloomberg's presidential campaign is. America deserves better. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's why we don't want you anywhere near the right. office. Right. He thinks that it's just like it, it's it's there. I mean, you know, my my dad has talked about this, but he's not the only one. I feel like I hear this a lot from the centrist wing of the Democratic mm-hmm. Party, where it's like we want America to go back to normal. Yeah. We want normalcy in the presidency when, you know, you look at the Obama administration for all the, the, the good things that you can point to. There are also some horrific, totally. horrific, horrific things that have affected like women, people of color, minorities all over the world. You know, his immigration program, not the best. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, going back to these going back to normal where I don't, you know, uh, if Hillary I, got I personally think the, yeah. the drones were great. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Actually, that was good. Um, it shows a lot of power and <laughs> executive might. It's it's these people who are like, uh, you know, if Hillary got elected, we'd be at brunch right now. It's like that kind of yeah. like, it's that kind of these kind of people who are rich like, people, rich people who I like. They're like, we don't want to pay attention to politics. We want everything to be back to the way it was. Yeah. And Mike Bloomberg is the ba- he is unabashedly. Back run, to the way it was. Back yeah. to the way it was. Pete Buttigieg is trying to do that, but like, and also, honestly, that was a lot of Joe Biden's mm-hmm. campaign, and a lot. We'll talk more about this later, but a lot of Bloomberg's campaign has been predicated on the notion that Biden would start to dip, right? And he was right about that mm-hmm. because but, Biden's brain is made of soup, yep. and <laughs> and his um, it truly is. God, and, God bless him, yeah. and <laughs> thank you for your service. Um, but um, yeah, so basically. As Biden has slipped in the polls, Bloomberg has risen. Mm-hmm. So that was a good bet, I guess. Yeah, I and, don't know, but and, uh, and yeah, he's he's risen. But also, it's like he Bloomberg himself said this like two years ago, where he was just like, "Look, I didn't haven't run because uh, I, if I ran, I would be properly vetted, and if I'm vetted, then I'd have to go through a whole apology tour and stuff, and I don't want to have to do any of that." <laughs> he like said that on there's every day a clip comes out that just. Uh, uh, incriminates Bloomberg and shows him saying maybe like the worst horrible like things that could damage anyone else's political career but because he's Mike Bloomberg and he has 60 billion dollars mm-hmm. he can kind of pave over it with you know ad spending and Facebook ads and Instagram ads and um, uh, a meme army <laughs> like, these, <laughs> <laughs> like these people like oh, his true. memes are so bad but let's talk about I what hate, he did in New York I hate, I hate meme culture I hate meme culture <laughs> I really do I know that I'm like extremely online but I there is nothing I hate more than meme culture I only like I like yeah there are, there are meme cultures that have nothing to do with politics can be very funny sometimes but if it, if you bring memes into politics I will throw, I'll kill you yeah, I'll kill you yeah I'll, right I'll just kill you yeah exactly Sorry. you're dead you're dead you're dead <laughs> Try to make a meme about Joe Biden. Boom. You're dead. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg. Even if I agree with it politically, yeah. you're dead. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you're dead to me. 
Um, yeah, so when Rudy Giuliani was uh, had served his two consecutive pristine terms mm-hmm. as mayor of New York City, right. uh, he was no longer able to uh, to run again uh, because of term limits. So uh, Michael Bloomberg decided to run as a Republican for mayor right. in 2001. Voting began <laughs> in the primary on September 11th, which is really not great. And then it did have to be postponed because something happened. Yeah, something happened. We don't. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. But um, he became. He was elected, uh, and he was sworn in as mayor in 2002. And for his first term, he had really low approval ratings, like sometimes as low as like 24 percent. He ran for reelection in 2005 uh, and then he decided to petition to extend the city's term limits and he ran for a third consecutive term in 2009. That is some fucking dictator shit. Right. Yeah. Get out of here. But that is so that is actually a great point because that shows the power of Mike Bloomberg's money and influence oh, yeah. because people are willing to change the rules for him because he has so much money and so much influence yeah so and he's he throughout his mayoral you know term and throughout his whole career he has donated so much of his money to build a sort of like Tammany Hall like political yeah. machine across America and i mean many people would argue that his Bloomberg LP is a political machine. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like it's I mean, yeah. he is the it's it's really hard to overstate like he is a lot of reports show he is the eighth richest person in America. Right. He controls all the news and information that goes to to investment bankers and traders on Wall Street. He has a media empire that, you know, rivals, you know, MSNBC and CNN and traditional media uh and that he can say don't report on me and they won't report on him. Um you know, he is like the centrist Rupert Murdoch. Right. In yeah. a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. And he has. No, that's I mean, that's exactly it. He is. Well, I wouldn't even call him a centrist. I would call him like he's he's, he's a kind of. a. Well, I guess so. He's centrist because of his support of climate change. I, that's the only thing that pulls him to this because everything else is like. Right. Yeah. Neocon but, bullshit. <laughs> right. And this is like uh, this is I mean, Bloomberg is not the only billionaire to sort of use their influence and use their money to sort of maintain the status quo. Or, for lack of a better term, maintain a status quo that the billionaire wants or the right. person, a particular philanthropist wants, right? We don't want change. We, we don't want any institutional change. We don't want any governmental change. If we donate, you know, $10 million to some anti-gun fund or we donate, mm-hmm. you know, $50 million to the Sierra Club, that's just as good as meaningful reforms to the EPA or that's just as good as, you know, uh, gun legislation yeah. in Washington. And Mike Bloomberg has spent his whole career donating to these sort of quote-unquote liberal causes without doing anything to structurally change or address the fundamental causes of, you know, gun mm-hmm. violence, the fundamental causes of climate change, right? It is the centrist kind of icing on the cake, fundraising, and... Uh, it's trickle-down. Uh, trickle-down, right. Right, it's it's trickle-down. It's... it's uh, it's rich person. It's it's rich people thinking that because they made a billion dollars, they know exactly what is better for America. That's, like you said earlier. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, even you know, even Tom Steyer isn't pulling this bullshit. No, though. Tom Steyer's a billionaire. He's out there just. <coughs> I don't. I don't know what is Tom. Steyer? I don't know what he believes. <laughs> right? What is he? Truly, I don't know I what just, he believes. I don't either. know what he believes. I just know that he seems like. He should just. I he think... seems like he really wants Bernie to like him, which yeah. makes me like him. <laughs> right. That's exactly. Like he seems like he's trying so hard. Like there have been so many like little, um, like gifts of 
of footage of him trying to be like nudging Bernie, being like, "Please like me." Yeah, I, I, I want, I want someone to like put a clip together of of like him on the debate stage just after Bernie speaking, just being like, "Bernie is right." Yeah, Bernie is right. Yeah, Bernie. No, it's is true. Right. <laughs> like, like that's what he it's, says. And like, Bernie's like, "Tom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to uh, you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still taxing. <laughs> I'm still taxing you. Um, yeah. Uh, but oh, did you see the clip of Tom Steyer dancing to oh, back that ass up? Yeah, I saw it on your. T- I saw yeah. your. It was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. He does own one tie, and I don't know why that is. It's like a a red tart. Oh yeah, red tie. tart. He said that uh, he wants to have it. So it. Will Manneker asked him about it, and he said that it, he wants to give. It gives him like a chill but uh aggressive vibe. no yeah no Tom, Tommy, like something like Tommy that baby. something along those lines oh it my was god like, he like wants to show be chill but also show power and that's why he wears that tie <laughs> okay uh rohan should we talk about some of the highlights yeah let's, of uh, of uh bloomberg's illustrious mayoral tenure yeah let's uh yeah we'll start i will start maybe we should start with uh um you know the creme de la creme of his uh policies uh, the crown jewel of of his time as mayor mm-hmm. um stop and frisk stop and frisk. <laughs> uh, so um you know bloomberg now says that that he inherited stop and frisk and that's technically true mm-hmm. but it was greatly expanded when yes. he under his uh mayoral tenure right like significantly he, so between 2003 and 2013 there were w- over 100,000 stops in new york city uh made per year holy shit 685,000 people being stopped at the height of the program in 2011 uh, the program became the subject of uh, racial profiling con- controversy obviously because it the people being stopped were disproportionately black and brown of course um and Ninety percent of people stopped in 2017 were African American or Latino. Yep. Um, and most aged 18, uh, age 14 to 24. Obviously, Bloomberg was out of office um by 2017, but this is very much his legacy policy. And he, and you know, he talks about how he said, "Oh, when I found out that it was bad, uh, or when I found out that it was disproportionately affecting black and brown people, I worked to stop it." When in actuality, city council and people like Jermaine Williams would try to like, you know, uh, 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 reform the program and make it so it didn't disproportionately target anybody Mm -hmm. or that uh, and things like that. And Mike Bloomberg vetoed those reforms. He, you know, uh, has a history of blanket supporting the NYPD, regardless Mm -hmm. of what they do, uh, not holding them accountable for any of their activities or actions. And stop and frisk is the ultimate sort of, uh, 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 you know, a manifestation of his belief in a strong, secure police state, <laughs> essentially. Yes, yeah. and also, it's not even just blanket support of the NYPD, it's him directing the yes. NYPD um, on certain policies, and his one of his slogans while he was mayor was the buck stops with me. Yeah. And if that's fucking true, buddy, yeah. <laughs> then stop and frisk is your fault. It's absolutely your fault. And also everybody, pretty much all the other, um, the, during his first, his first debate, uh, in this primary, um, which was in Nevada, almost everybody brought it up. Right. Including Joe Biden, yeah. the literal author of the crime bill. <laughs> right. Do you remember, and, then the, and did you see the debate, the debacle of debate in South Carolina, where uh, Bernie was talking about? Bernie had said uh, he was just basically like, "Hey, we need to legalize marijuana, and then also make it so that you know 
uh, people can, you know, have it not be concentrated amongst a few corporations and whatever, and it could be local businesses. And then Joe Biden's like, I want to say something before we go to commercial break. And then they're like, okay. And he's like, I'm the one who created the laws to start the drug courts. <laughs> <laughs> There's the man we know and love. Yeah, and uh, so like that's like that's it, it, there is this like old school. I want to say something. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Bernie talks about legalizing marijuana. Guess who prostituted those motherfuckers? Okay, that was me. Okay? Kamala, Kamala Harris is at home. Like, fuck. I yeah. wish I were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amy Klobuchar's like, why are why is no one talking about the black people I prosecuted? You know, like uh, he he this this Bloomberg uh... is like his his uh his lack of denial of climate change and gun control and sort of these very very super fit and you know he's i think he's pro-choice right or something like that uh, yeah like vaguely right 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 these these but sort of- okay mm-hmm. so let, let's talk about this a little yeah. bit because bloomberg's money is how he has gotten everywhere he's right. worth an estimated 65 billion dollars mm-hmm. which is an amount of money that like is so big that not only could you not spend it in li- one lifetime you couldn't spend it in 10 lifetimes <clears throat> right it's unconscionable amount of money no it's unethical it's unconscionable to, it like, should be illegal to have that much money absolutely right one um, person to have that much that kind of money and yes so basically so not only can bloomberg buy his influence just the existence of his money makes organizations and people more hesitant to hold him accountable for certain things right for instance in 2015 the center for american progress um, was publishing a re- plan to publish a report about Islamophobia, and there was a four thousand word chapter um, about the NYPD under Bloomberg's tenure, and that ended up being omitted, and Bloomberg's name was never even mentioned yep. in the report, and that was all about stop and frisk, obviously. Right, and that's and that was like self censor self censorship on the part of the Center for American Progress. Because Bloomberg had at that point donated over two million dollars to them. Yep. And I mean, you've seen similar things with like Emily's List. God uh, bless him, but yeah, <laughs> yikes. Um, but also, it's like a lot of the time, and Bloomberg has donated a lot of money to mm-hmm. uh, Democratic campaigns at all levels. I mean, going down all the way to like school board committees, yep. like really local elections. But he also, if you like support gun control or even the lightest form of gun control as a Republican, he has supported. He supported Senator right. Pat Toomey in Ooh. in Pennsylvania, who is hyper conservative, just because he said he would introduce background checks right. in the Senate, He's which doing... is the bare minimum. But Pat Toomey was running against a Democrat in 2016. Bloomberg spent twelve million dollars mm-hmm. on Pat Toomey's reelection campaign, <sighs> and the Democrat that he was running against only lost by ninety thousand votes. That's crazy. That's and this has happened too. Where imagine if he had put the twelve million towards the Democrat. Yeah, and he's done this in his current campaign. He's also done this where the Intercept had that great article about how his spending, his basically like paying higher than uh, like like doubling the regular wages of of campaign organizers and and people working on campaigns have starved local campaigns of resources right. for them to run for local office or state office or federal office or whatever. And it's caused Democrats to lose seats to uh, people who otherwise may not support Mike Bloomberg's agenda. Love that. The, it's in, if you anyone who's thinking like this is like a unity type of thing, no. or this is going to bring people together. It's 
everything that Mike Bloomberg does is at Mike Bloomberg's whim, and that is the fucking problem. <laughs> Mike, Mike Bloomberg's whole thing is that, like, I don't answer to anyone. The right. only donor I have is me. me. It's like, that's bad. That's horrible. <laughs> and he also has, uh, oh, yeah, uh, we were talking about this before, uh, talking about spending his money as influence. He has what's called the Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership Initiative, and it's a joint venture between the Harvard Business School, the Harvard Kennedy School, and uh, Bloomberg Philanthropies, and it's a 12-month training in leadership and management skills for 40 mayors every year. Um, the program started in 2017 has schooled some of the nation's most prominent mayors, including uh, Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, Philadelphia's James Kennedy, and Seattle, Washington's Jenny Durkin. Uh, at least 23 mayors who have taken part in the program have gone on to endorse Mayor Bloomberg's candidacy, mm. including the mayor of San Francisco and Lori Lightfoot. Interesting. Yeah, who also participated in this. So, hmm. 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 Wonder <clears throat> why. Yeah, I wonder why. Exactly. And he's and he's also, you know, donating grants and his his Bloomberg I, Philanthropy's yeah. tentacles are in every single state and local federal programs that are trying, you know, whatever. I mean, and if you've, you know, I talk about dark money on this podcast mm -hmm. all the time, but right. if you've read that book, it's like the entire world of philanthropy, like billionaire philanthropy yes. is just dealing wielding and dealing influence um and it's all pretty much self-serving um but uh some 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 other highlights from his mayoral mm -hmm. tenure in 2010 uh a woman died because bloomberg uh didn't get the plows out in time uh to the outer boroughs during a blizzard of course um and an ambulance got stuck in the snow in queens so a woman died um but Ooh. gracie mansion Mm -hmm. was plowed yeah, immediately. <laughs> yeah. People, I remember when I was, because uh, I'm like from the area, I remember people were like, Mike Bloomberg, he's great because he takes the subway to work. He's a he's he's a real man. He's like a real local, whatever. He's a real blue collar guy. He takes the subway to, and he doesn't live in Gracie Mansion or he did, I, mean, I don't know, maybe he did, but like, they're like, whatever. He takes the subway and he interacts with ordinary oh, New Yorkers. He, his, he decided to take one dollar as a salary <coughs> yeah exactly well that's why he raised the fares i'm sure that subway fares raised were raised you know yeah. incrementally during his uh he did raise taxes but not on the rich substant substantively yeah. enough to make any sort of lasting difference he also said that like education was going to be a big priority for him and he made all these education um policies that ended up being like total failures and housing policies too absolutely right? i mean ugh. That yeah. led to like, you know, Hudson Yards, Hudson Yards, <laughs> right. Hudson Yards, just like the overall, the like boom of luxury, luxury condos, condos in yeah. the city, in areas, pricing people out of these areas. It's classic. Uh, I don't know. He also invited um, uh, Saudi Arabia's Mohammed bin Salman uh, to come visit him. The two of them had a nice photo op at Starbucks <laughs> together. That's right. Um, uh, there is a. <laughs> you remember? You might remember him from murdering <laughs> Kamal Khashoggi. <laughs> yeah, Kamal Khashoggi. Exactly. Right. He uh, he's uh, very good friends with Xi Jinping. Uh, Absolutely. The, yeah. The he's. I mean, there's some great pictures of him and Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Jeffrey him, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> Epstein. All of his buddies. Yeah. Donald Trump. Donald I mean, Tr they go golfing together. Yeah. There's so many clips of him with Donald Trump. With just a few of the boys. Pro protecting their class interests. <laughs> uh, we should also talk about this. Something that I found out today: his spying of uh, Muslim communities in New York after 9/11, mm. uh, where he essentially, with the help of the CIA, the NYPD, uh, basically sent plainclothes officers to uh, mosques and uh, madrasas and other like Muslim schools, essentially, to spy on them between 2001 and 2011. I want to say, 
And uh, then uh, some people reported against it. The ACLU found out. They sued, and uh, they had to stop the program because uh, it was illegally spying on people. And they deliberately created the program so that uh, none of the information that they got could be uh, distributed to any courts or it could be sort of used uh, against the NYPD in any way. So, uh, Wait, Mike, are you telling me <laughs> that yeah. the CIA... yes. Did something bad. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> I don't the believe people it. Who, I don't believe it. The people who just wanted this to know. This is not what Homeland told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, the people who just, who just wanted to know if Martin Luther King Jr. was okay. <laughs> they just wanted to see if he was doing okay. Oh, if, boy. If he was promoting civil rights. <laughs> and he was doing all right. You know, he, he, is people, he okay? He, is he okay? Yeah. They we got to listen. That's why they had. That's why, that's they, why they got to listen. Yeah. That's why they bugged his hotel rooms. That's why they had people following him all the time. They just wanted to see if he was good. Is he, he doing all right? Is we he don't doing know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Self-checking. He was, they were checking in on him. Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, just something that Mike Bloomberg uh, oversaw. And uh, again, his, his blanket unabashed support of the New York Police Department, no matter what they do. Uh, he also he, said that the financial crisis was caused because <laughs> because uh, because they didn't let people do redlining anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Insane. Insane. Uh, I mean, and this is like something that he said a few years ago. Yeah. And this is like this is also like this is the classic Wall Street line of maybe if you can't afford to get a mortgage, you should exactly get a mortgage when. In fact, you know, you were... The mortgage companies were the problem. It was like the predatory <laughs> lending was the problem. It was not the people who and were it, being lent And it to. was essential to the Wall Street's model. Yeah. Predatory lending, the influx of subprime mortgages to be securitized was key to the growth of that industry. Exactly. And Wall Street only funded that. <laughs> so, uh, it, it... Guys, if we haven't convinced you that Michael Bloomberg sucks over the... I mean, we've... And also, I should mention that we have not even scratched the surface. Yeah. We <laughs> tried to... Ron and I tried to cover as much ground as we could, but there's it's too can much we, can there. We, can we do... Can we, it's like a... It's a it's in a beautiful mind now, situation. Well, now that we're canceling Mike Bloomberg, I'd like to cancel the people who support Mike Bloomberg, and I'm going to pull Who up. is that? Oh. oh I, I mean, he's paying... Oh, so, so this is another thing about his money. He's paying his staffers like six to ten thousand dollars a month which for campaign staffers is like monopoly money that is crazy oh money. absolutely and he uh and if you're out there and you're and you are taking this money i just want to say like as long as you're doing a bad job on purpose go get that money that, babe <laughs> there was a gq article about people who were just going around and they were just canvassing for other candidates that they support I and love they were collecting you know seventy thousand dollars a year or whatever do it uh but anyway some uh some a list of a prominent Mike Bloomberg supporters. Um it pains me to say this, but uh NBA legend Tim Duncan. No yep. on his Wikipedia page, Mike Bloomberg supporter. Um famed uh famed lung cancer enthusiast Michael Douglas. <laughs> uh famed pussy eater Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> a man who says eating oh and he also said that his father Kirk Douglas's last words were supporting Michael Bloomberg oh that's right he did say that, that I forgot crazy? about that yep uh Michael Douglas uh yes does he did he uh, was he a hero for getting cancer from, from eating, eating too much pussy yes, yes. Uh, but <laughs> did uh, he also support you're uh, not a Michael? real ally until you get throat cancer from eating so much pussy and now now this one actually pains me the most and I'm so sorry to say this fans of cheers a good place. <laughs> no, oh no, not Ted. Sweet, Ted Danson. Sweet no. Ted Danson. 
Sweet Ted Danson is a Mike Bloomberg supporter, according to Mike Bloomberg's Wikipedia page. Dude, have you learned nothing from The Good Place? Not yet. Truly. Get out of here. A show that is an overt critique of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a vote and and sort of like uh, this sort of nice thing that you can watch when you feel bad about yourself from yeah. participating in capitalism for someone to be like, yes, we recognize that this is an evil system. Come on. And it's very impossible to be good uh, because all of your decisions uh, are uh, that you make are, you know, whatever. Uh, born on the backs of the most disadvantaged people in the world, and so yes, Ted Danson. It's Mike just, Bloomberg's it's just supporter. all like I think it's like super wealthy boomers, and also you know uh, we're talking about Mike Bloomberg's uh, influence and justice. A uh, one Judge Judy is a big Mike Bloomberg yeah. supporter. <laughs> she, I mean, she yeah. is she is so rich. She is so rich, so rich, so wealthy. Um, so you know, uh, Dad, these are the people who. <laughs> These are the people who you who you stand behind. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to my dad, I just want to say Governor Bill Weld is never going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I think that really the I think we maybe we touched upon this, but really it's Bloomberg's billions of dollars. And if you look at Bernie Sanders campaign, if you look at Elizabeth Warren's pa- campaign before she started collecting political action committee money, if you look at all Ooh, of that, boo, Liz. right? Boo. Liz, Come on, Liz. We want better from you. I want, yeah. It's a, it's, and I understand you're losing. And I understand you're losing, but you didn't have to take PAC money. You said you weren't going to do yeah, it. Why? Why? Do Don't anyway, do it. The point is, I'll put her in this same category. It's that Bernie, who is really his fundamental role and the reason that he's that we, we would like him to be elected president is that he represents a validation of progressive ideas. That if he gets elected, he's only collecting money from individual donors. Mm-hmm. He is only accountable to those people, the American people, the people who have donated money to him. And he represents a a vision of the Democratic Party that, you know, people like Mike Bloomberg and people like Rahm Emanuel and people who, like, near, no, I'll just say near a tenant, sure, don't believe it. <laughs> Uh, Ud- you can Ud- say near ten. I'm we, saying we near ten. I think she was yeah. one of our reply guys of the year. Yeah, last she. Year. Yeah, these people who don't understand that the Donald Trump presidency isn't just you know. It's not an aberration. It's, it's not an aberration. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's a. It's 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 the culmination of uh, forty just, years of neoliberal <laughs> rot. Right. Exactly. Of ignoring uh, working class people. Of ignoring them. the majority of the country. <clears throat> right. Exactly. And if you think that someone like Mike Bloomberg, who is the and antithesis of that, a man who is like, I have sixty billion. He is billion the up. system. He is the exact. He is ex- the, the huge system. He is these exactly. That's exactly. He it. is the mainstream media. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. He literally is the mainstream yeah. media. And he, if you don't think that his money or his uh his money has influenced things across the country, if you if you don't think that his money is going to influence how he's going to be president, I have news for you, baby. Yeah, you are gravely mistaken. Everything that Donald Trump has done, it will probably stick in place if Mike Bloomberg becomes president. Absolutely. So um, just to wrap this up, mm-hmm. Rohan, I've had such a fun time with Me you. Me too. I love this so much. Me too. And uh, from Rohan and I, we just want to say, um, as a PSA, talk to your dads. Talk to your dads, please. About Michael Bloomberg. Talk to your dads. About talk- the dangers of Michael Bloomberg. Talk to your dad's friends. Just say no. Just say no to Michael to Bloomberg. To Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. He's a... Uh, He's an oligarch. Uh, we we didn't we didn't ever we haven't used that word yet. Uh, but he is. He is absolutely he's an, oligarch. an oligarch who represents uh, the institutional rot and of the Democratic he's Party. Not even fun. No. So <laughs> not it fun. Not in a fun way. He's five seven. He's five seven. He's canceled. Mm-hmm. Um. 
uh, Rohan, I think we sufficiently dragged his ass. We dragged him. We dragged him to hell. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. I love what, this what a joy. Um, so, yeah, obviously, vote for Bernie and talk to your dad. And yeah. thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Reply, guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find us. Uh, the show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at OJuliaTweets, O-H julia tweets and twitter is where you can also find our reply guys they are always with us bernie take us out as i went walking that ribbon of highway i saw above me that endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land. Your this land. land.